the flow of the service is going to be just a little different today because we're going to we're going to spend the most of this morning just worshiping the Lord, and uh, in just a moment you're going to enjoy having Brother Chandler Moore here with us this morning. It's going to be an awesome morning. It's going to be an awesome morning. But if I just take a few minutes just for a moment, um, you know we've been in this series. Let's eat. How many enjoying the series? Let's eat. And it's all been about the family. And uh, we've been going off of what Joshua said. And uh, he's, they're in the promised land. Their families are being blessed. And they want to know how in the world do we stay blessed like this. And he doesn't speak as a president or a commander in chief or a great military man. He speaks as a dad. And when he speaks, he says this in Joshua 24, 15. This has been the overarching text this whole series. He says, choose for yourself today whom you will serve. He's asking them, have your way in me, have my heart. Whether the gods which are your father served, which are beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. And then he says this. He's saying, I'm selling out. Me and my family are selling out. And everybody, would you join me in this last line that Joshua says? Join me. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we've been in this series called Let's Eat. You know, the recipe for having a successful family. Let's, let's eat. Now I gotta ask a question real quick. How many of you, whether you, you were growing up or you have children now, your kids wanted to go off and go play, but before they could go play, you told them, clean your plate. Have you ever heard you go clean your plate? Your parents wanted nothing on the table. They wanted the plate clean. Well, I'm just, the Holy Spirit this week when I was getting ready and I knew Chandler and the worship team were going to worship, the Holy Spirit started dealing with me about cleaning your plate. Your parents wanted nothing on the plate. They wanted clean. You know what the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me about? He's been dealing with me. Sam, I want you to clean your plate. I want nothing of the world or any way that Satan can have just a wedge in your life. I want it all off the plate till all that's left is nothing but me. And sometimes you're going, you know, Pastor, I'm walking in here, but there's some stuff on my plate, and you say that I got some stuff I know is on my plate. You know, it's one thing when you know you got something on my plate. It's one thing when you don't know you have something on your plate and everybody can see it. But some of you think it's so big, I can't ever get over porno- pornography. I can never get over, I can never get, get, get over my lying. I can never get over my prejudice, my anger. I can never get over that. You know what they tell you? They, they say you can eat an elephant one bite at a time. And I notice that as God has dealt with my life, that he's done it piece by piece by piece. But slowly the plate got clean. And that's really what, what, what it's all about is it's cleaning the plate. And when, when Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you know from verses 14 to 33 in that passage, did you know over 15 times he used the word serve? We're going to serve the Lord, serve the Lord, serve the Lord, serve the Lord. That word serve literally meant in the Hebrew to obey and worship God. Just to sell out, obey, and worship God. And this is what God desires from everybody in here. Every family, every single person. This is what God really wants from Sam Rifko. God's desire for the family is to simply glorify him in every area of your life. Not just when it's time to sing and the music's playing. But Sam, when you're all by yourself, when you're alone, 
What are you doing? Are you glorifying me? When you're on the campus, are you glorifying me? When you're dating, are you glorifying me? When, you, when you're making the business deal, are you glorifying God with integrity in all your business dealings? And you know what really is? It's really about who has your heart. And that's why we sing it. So, Lord, I give you my heart. I pray today you don't just have an encounter with worship and music. I pray that he cleans stuff off of your plate and my plate that all he has is Sam Reifkogel's heart, period. And I believe that's what he's going to do. And here's the reason why. I want you to get this one statement today in your, in your heart. Out of anything that's taught of the word, I want you to get to this one statement in your life. And God gave this to me this week. I want you to hear it. If Satan cannot have you, he will half you. I want you to say this with me. If Satan cannot have you, he will half you. Let that sink in your spirit. Because here's the deal about it. If Satan has half of you, listen closely, then he truly has all of you. And if God only has half of you, he has none of you. God will not take a piece and compartmentalize Sam and say, okay, Sam, on Sunday you do this, but on Monday, Tuesday you can do this. If Satan cannot have you, he will half you. He will half you. And you know why that's so important? Because a half is separate from the whole. And this is why so many Jesus followers never walk in wholeness mentally, spiritually, over their damaged emotions is because if you only give God the half, you never become whole. And whole is him. And it's not about keeping the rules. It's about God making me whole in my marriage, making me whole in my sexuality, making me whole in my business things, making me whole. Because I know people speak in tongues, but you, they're cheating people like crazy in business. And if Satan has half of you, he knows he has all of you. God says, if I only have half of you, I have none of you. It's really what it is, is what you call divide and conquer. If I can divide you from God and let just, he can have this part of your heart. No, no, Jesus says this, the words of Jesus. He says, you must love the Lord your God with what everybody say it, all your heart. With what? All your soul and with all your mind. He said, this is the first and the greatest commandment. Now remember this. If Satan cannot have you, he will what? Half you. 400 years the children of Israel were broken in slavery and bondage under Egypt. 400 years. Do you know why? Because they weren't giving God everything. And if you're only half, you're truly not whole. They were broken. You want to talk about broken? They were broken in the relationship with God spiritually. They were broken as a result in their marriages, broken in their homes. Watch this. Nationally, they were broken. Financially, they were busted. But here's what God's looking for for people who know they're broken. He's waiting for you to cry out. And when they started crying out, listen, just watch this. If Satan cannot have you, he will have you. God hears them cry out, and he tells Moses these words in Exodus 8.1. He says, then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh, announce to him, this is what the Lord says. Everybody, let's say the line out together. Let my people go so they can do what? We're getting ready to worship today in a powerful, profound way. But remember, that's God's intention for you, to be whole, to worship him, to glorify him. 
But if Satan cannot have you, he will always have you. If he cannot, if he, if he cannot separate you from God, he will just have you. Now watch this. Moses goes and tells Pharaoh this, and what does Pharaoh say? No. God applies the pressure. You know the story. God sends the plagues. He sends the frogs. He sends the gnats. He sends the flies. Now Pharaoh's negotiating. He can't stand the flies. And look what it says. Watch this. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron. He said, all right, go ahead. You go offer your sacrifices to God, but I want you to see. He says, Satan cannot have you. He will have you. Watch this. But he says, but do it here in this land. He said, you can worship, but you keep living like you're living with us. And what I'm watching in the American church is we just tack on Jesus to all of the sin and the garbage. Satan says, you don't have to go all the way. You can go ahead, go speak in tongues, go dance around, but you sleep around and do all you want to do. You keep on living like us. You keep on being like us. Pharaoh once says, if I can't have you, keep on living like you're living. Just tack Jesus on to what you got. Go ahead. Get into Taoism. Get into Hinduism. Get into Buddhism. Get him. Just add Jesus to all these other isms. If, you, if he cannot have you, he will have you. And God knew it. And so did Pharaoh and so did Satan. Well, you know the story. <laughs> you know the story. Moses, God cranks up the pressure again, cranks up the pressure again finally. God says, we got to clean. He says, no, we got to get out of here to worship God. We got to step away. We got to clean the plate. Lord sends the flies and he says, listen, Moses, get out of here. Take the flies with you. Just pray for me. And look what it says in Exodus 8, 28. He says, all right, go ahead. Pharaoh replied, I will let you go into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord, to your God, but don't go too far away. First, it's stay here with us. Now it's, we'll let you go. We'll keep a little string attached, but don't get crazy with this selling out to God stuff. Well, let me just tell you something, everybody. In a moment, as we get ready to worship, we are going to go full throttle, white hot, wide open for Jesus Christ in our worship day. I, I, don't let anybody embarrass you. Don't let anybody hold you back. And I know some of you are saying, well, it's not my personality, praise God, and I'm dead, and i got to look like much. No, no, no. I want you to go as far in your worship as you can possibly go. You say, well, I'm afraid somebody's going to make fun of us. Well, thank God. Look at King David. His wife made fun of him, and she says, you look so undignified. He said, you think I look undignified now? He said, wait till you see me. He said, I'm going to dance before the Lord. I'm going to be more undignified than this. Come on, friends. I don't care if I look like a fool. I don't care if I don't look cool. I don't care if I look like a fool. If I don't look cool, I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. Go all the way with God. Quit worrying about trying to impress your friends at college. You Go all the way. Open up. Get in these altars. Dance. Worship. God. Go all the way with God. If Satan cannot have you, he will have you. God keeps sending the pressure, keeps sending the pressure, keeps sending the pressure, keeps sending the pressure. Finally, he says, get out of here. But he says, Pharaoh says, okay, who's going with you to go out there and worship? He says, we're all going. But look what it says in Exodus chapter 10, verse 11. If he won't have you, he will have you. Watch the process of Satan. He will always negotiate with you to not sell out, to clean the plate. Look at what he says. Never, he said, only the men can go and worship the Lord. But I'm going to still hold your children, your family, your generations hostage. You can go, but I'm holding your kids hostage. I want some of you men today in this room, when you worship God, to get such, a, I believe, an impartation of boldness, a revival is coming to men in this church like never before. I believe it with all my heart. And I'm going to tell you, it's not about you. It's not about you getting all right so your Wi-Fi, finally, he's serving God. Well, listen, ma'am, I can get him serving God, but he still ain't going to put the toilet seat down. That ain't changing. 
But listen closely to me. There's an anointing coming on men that some of you brothers think that you have messed up so bad, your kids are grown that your kids are not coming to God because you weren't serving God then. There's some of you single moms in this place because you don't have a man in your house. You think that your boys will never grow up to be the kind of men of God they ought to be. I'm here to tell you something. Satan is sitting there telling some of you that you made it, but your family's not coming. Your son's bound by homosexuality. Your other daughter's strung out on drugs. The other one's living with somebody, living together. Your family's messed up. You've messed up this family. I'm telling you, tell the enemy like Moses told them. No, every single one of my family members, my kids are coming out. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come on, Acts 16, 31 says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall be saved and so shall your house. Come on, quote Acts 11, 14. Who shall tell these words? What by thou and all thy house shall be saved. Your family's coming out of the bondage. You worship your way until your kids come out, your husband comes out, your daughter comes out your wife comes out everybody household salvation don't you dare negotiate or meander with Satan you say my whole family's coming out of this thing don't you dare lose your faith for your boy your son your daughter your husband to come to Jesus you may head home and he may be drunk when you get there but you keep on worshiping you get in the devil's face and say as for me and my house we will serve I'm cleaning the whole plate and I'm believing they're all coming out with me he will always negotiate with you. He will always negotiate with you. Stay with me. Just keep your sin and keep dancing, but don't fool anybody. Holy Spirit's dealing with sin in the church. Get it all off. Don't go too far. Well, I want to impress everybody. Go all the way with God. And don't you dare let him make you think that your family's not coming to Jesus. They're all coming out. Not just me. They're all coming out. If Satan cannot have you, he will what? Finally, God cranks up the heat. Let me just say this. Somebody say, you know, I've been trying to get off this addiction, man, and I just can't. It seems like Satan's fighting me. I want you to see something in this. You think that the enemy's picking on you, but do you know the whole time you're trying to get free, calling out to the Lord, crying out to him, do you know that, Satan, that God is putting pressure on Satan and the reason he's acting is because there is an attack against him. You are beating the fire out of him every time you ask God to free you. That's what this is happening. Moses prays, Pharaoh relents, then he rebels. And look what he says. God sends the locust finally. He says, get out of here. Now watch this. If he cannot have you, he will half you. Finally, verse 24, Pharaoh called Moses, go and worship the Lord, he said, watch, but leave your flocks and your herds here. You may even take your little ones. Okay, I'll even let your kid get saved. But you leave your flocks and your herds. And Moses said, no. You must even give us the animals for sacrifice, the burnt offerings for the Lord. All of our livestock must go with us too. Not a hoof, not a hoof will be left behind. Now watch this. He said, live like us. Don't go too far. Forget about your family. Now he says, you can have your family. But what were the flocks and the herds? It was their business. It was their paycheck. It was their provision. If Satan cannot have you, he will half you. 
and some of us sing and dance in the American church, but we have never taken our resources to do something significant for God. We're getting all we can, canning all we get, and then we sit in our can, and we hide the can. Because there's one place Jesus said, you will never know Satan's getting you. He says, watch out for all forms of greed. Why wouldn't Jesus say, watch out for all forms of drug addiction? Why wouldn't he say, look out for all forms of adultery? Why wouldn't he say, look out for all forms of pornography when those are obvious sins? Because you usually know when those are on the plate, but you never know as a believer when greed is on your plate. You never know it. You can shandai the wallpaper off the wall and speak in tongues, but you never know it. But when he starts tinkering with your resources, you really find out what you worship when what he removes from you, you are crushed, devastated, and you're in anguish and can't get over it. And he knew that Israel was caught up with greed. And Moses said, oh no, nothing's left on the plate. He gets it all. He gets me, I'm going all the way. He gets my family, he gets my resource, everything belongs to him. And he said, and by the way, Pharaoh, you think you want mine? You're gonna give us the animals to go do the sacrifice. God took them out after 400 years of bondage. They walked out, walked out healed, and whole, and the Bible says that God made Egypt give back 400 years of back pay and silver and gold to pay them back for everything that was taken. And here's my thing. You think today that you're saying, what will people think? Satan says you're gonna lose something. I'm telling you that if you'll sell out and give your life to Jesus Christ, what God's going to do is make the devil pay back for everything he took from you in those years that you thought you wasted. I don't care if you're 89 years old and you're just now getting saved today. He's going to restore the 89 years that the locust and the worm has eaten and torn apart in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you afraid you're going to lose your money. God's getting ready to pay you back in ways you never dreamed before. You afraid you're going to lose your family? No, God's going to pay you back more than you ever thought. God gives you back everything that Satan stole from you. How many believe it's payback time and it's for one thing. It's for one thing. It's to worship the Lord. Come on. It's all for one thing to worship the Lord.